Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Convery. Today on my podcast, my guest is, is Kevin Nagara. Kevin is a graduate from York University with a Bachelor of Arts, Honors, Political Science, and Communications. Kevin also holds a Certificate in Successful Negotiation, Essential Strategies, and Skills from the University of Michigan. As a seasoned nonprofit leader with a proven record of success in both the government and private sectors, Kevin has also spent some time in the banking and financial industry with TD and currently is the Director of Operations for the Canadian Association for AIDS Research. In his spare time, Kevin likes to bike around the city during summer months, explore new cities and countries, trying new wines and cuisines from various cultures, learning new languages, listening to podcasts and music at every possible chance, and reading. Kevin, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Brian. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. Me too. I was so glad to get caught up. And so let's, let's do a few rapid-fire questions so the audience gets to know who you are. So what are your pronouns? Uh, I go by he, him. He, him. Okay. What is your superpower? I would say uh, being a connector. I love uh, bringing people together. That is you. That is you, <laughs> my friend. Absolutely. Connector to the max. So I can't wait to hear when we get to networking what you're about there. Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite smell? Uh, I will have to say the smell of coffee in the morning. I mm. cannot tell you nothing, nothing beats be, uh, smell. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, fresh coffee brewing. Um, what is the best compliment you've ever received? Um, people have told me that I bring, uh, you know, an ease and calmness to every situation, which I, I think is, is great because I, uh, I've always, you know, I strive to be a listener and to be a helpful person. So I, that's one of the things that really stuck to me when somebody said that to me a, a while ago. That's nice. Do you have a go-to snack? Uh, I would have to say chips. I love chips. <laughs> what kind of chips? All chips? Uh, I <laughs> love uh, Ms. Vicky's, uh, um, the jalapeno ones and the oh. I love those. <laughs> the hot ones. <laughs> yes, yeah, spicy. <laughs> spicy. Did you have a favorite subject in school? Uh, well, I'll say in, in university, one of my favorite courses that I took was the, it was looking at the political economy of South America and the global South, you know, about how, uh, many politics of the past have affected over the number of decades, uh, South America and, and the, in the Americas and how does that, you know, sort of relationships, uh, show up in today's economy. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, how about holidays? Do you have a favorite holiday? I do. I will have to say Christmas because that's the time I get to see my family in Florida. Nice, nice. What part of Florida? Uh, they're in North Miami Beach. So oh. I get to go and enjoy some warm weather. This, it's a different kind of uh, white Christmas. <laughs> yeah. On the beach, sunny. <laughs> so it's different, but it's nice yeah. to see family. White beaches. There you go. Um, <laughs> what was, we all started somewhere. So thinking back, what was your very first job? Uh, my very first job, I worked at a suit shop. At a what? Suit? At a suit shop. Ah, okay. Yeah, like... it was, uh, yeah, it was uh, in Toronto, and I, I, I've always loved to, you know, dress up and, and look sharp, and, and, and that was the thing that really, uh, back in, you know, in, in high school, and I was like, what do I, what can I do that can, you know, that piques my interest, and that was one of them, um, and I, I did it for quite a number of years, and it was quite fun. Nice, nice. Um, describe yourself in one word. 
optimistic. Optimistic, that's for sure. All right. So I spoke a little bit about you at the beginning of the podcast. A lot of our listeners on this podcast really, really want to hear about career journeys and how people, you know, got to where they are and what what kind of stops they had along the way. But could you maybe talk a little bit more in detail about your overall journey and where where it all started? Sure. I mean, uh, as as you know, I you know I think I would say I've had a little bit of an unconventional career path and 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 a non-linear one. And what I mean by that is that I've had a, a number of roles, uh, as you mentioned earlier today, uh, in the private sector and the non-for-profit and, and in the government as well. And one of the things, obviously, because I'm uh, I'm a seasoned political <laughs> political. But I'll, I'll backtrack a little bit. And then obviously, many of the people that know me or, or know, don't know that I was born in Canada. But I, you know, the fact I was born here and then grew up in Nicaragua. And and I went, I went back to Nicaragua when I was uh, two years old. And that was due to my mother's work in the government in Nicaragua at the time. Huh. And so I, I grew up involved and very exposed to, to politics and, and people in the political world. Uh, at a very young age, so I was very active in activism and, and campaigns and and many of the fields in politics um, up until, you know, I was very, you know, growing up. And when I moved back to Canada in 20, 2009, obviously, I completed my high school here and then university. Uh, and, and so right out of the gate, I wanted to, to sort of get involved in politics and, 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 and you know, be active in the community. Uh, so I, you know, that was one of the first things that I did when I first arrived and I was like, how can I get involved and how can I get, uh, uh, active, you know, to give back to the community. Um, and so I, I got involved in local politics, uh, obviously at school, I was very involved with, with local governance of the student body, um, whether it was in high school, you know, in the, in the, in the school newspaper, um, and, and as well as when I, you know, was in, when I was in university, uh, I was active with the undergraduate political science council, um, and so I was very always involved and mindful about how you know my can I align my interests with my career goals. And so I, I got very involved in politics. And my very first sort of work that I did in in you know sort of serious job was at an internship at the Toronto Star uh, in twenty fourteen. Um, and through that internship, it really opened so many doors uh, in what I wanted to do in, in politics. And I always had this goal, you know, having landed in Canada, knowing very little English in 2009, despite the fact that I had been born here. Um, and I was like, OK, how do I get to work in the government of Canada? That was my goal at the time. I was like, how do I get to do that? And, and, and so many of the things that I did to get to that was, you know, get involved in volunteering roles, um at different levels of government and and in 2014 obviously as you know there was that contentious uh mayor election happening in the city <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I i got i got involved i raised my hand and i said how can i help so i i got to to i went to a political event of a local city councilor and, and i got involved in in their campaign and, and running sort of social media volunteer engagement and i did a number of roles in, in that campaign um, and, and so I was very active for that, for that sort of year of 2014 and fast forward to the next year, I got involved in the federal election of 2015. So I was, uh, briefly a deputy campaign manager for, a a, a, a running candidate in North York. And then later that year, I, I transitioned to another role in communications and community engagement for another, uh, running candidate in, in Midtown. 
Um, and that was such a great exposure to, okay, so this is my chance to get to where I am, but also to give back to the community. And, and I had such a great time, you know, engaging, door knocking, meeting people, influential people. Um, and it was such a tra transformational uh, journey in my career. So, you know, volunteering uh, and getting involved in, in, in that aspect. Um, and so I got to work for the government. I, I sort of ended up doing what I wanted to do. So I got hired by the you know MP that had won the election to work in Ottawa, to work in, in government. So that I, I had you know achieved my goal of working for the government. And I did that for a year and a bit. Uh, and I went back to school, obviously, because I was still doing my, my university de degree full time. I actually, looking back, I don't even know how I had the time to do all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where did I got the time to do all of that? <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but, um, and then that obviously in 20, obviously 2016, fast forward in 2016, 17, I, uh, through my involvement with, uh, Star Prow, previously at Bay Street, I, I worked, I got recruited to work at TD and, and sort of, uh, uh, sort of personal banking. And I did that for about three and a half years. And then after that, I worked in, in the private sector for, uh, uh an architecture and design firm. And, and business development. So I was a business development manager working with project managers, construction companies, and, and architects and designers, which was a really eye-opening experience for me because it was completely different to what I you know, had studied and I had set myself to do. And then currently now to what I'm doing, uh, obviously COVID happened. You know, we, we must not forget that COVID happened. <laughs> and that was three years of all of our lives. And uh, which was actually a very challenging period, I mean, I'm sure, for many people. And during that time, obviously, I had to sort of reinvent myself. Um, and I said, what can I do? Obviously, because, you know, I worked in design and architecture. Nobody was doing offices. Nobody was doing any redesigns, obviously. And so I, I had a little bit of a period and a pause. And that's when I said, OK, what can I do with my skills and everything that I've learned? Um, and, you know, how can I, you know, put them to work? And I sort of did, I sort of my own sort of consulting firm in marketing and communications, uh, doing sort of running social media. As you know, a lot of the people were doing online events and, and campaigns to, to reach people, right? Because you couldn't be in person. Uh, and so I, I did a little bit of that during the years, uh, during the, you know, the COVID period. And, and now, and after COVID, I got recruited to work at, at the at CANFAR, which is the Canadian Foundation for AIDS Research, where I lead the, the finance and operations, obviously our national uh, operations across the country. And as we as we know, we're expanding a little bit more across different uh, cities and, and, and provinces. Uh, and I'm now getting a little bit more into development. So that's a little bit of my background and my career. <laughs> no, I love it. No, I didn't. And I didn't know about the Nicaragua and then coming back. I didn't realize that. Um, yeah, I thought yeah, you were born people. there myself. No. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, you know, a little bit of uh, the journey. And, you know, what got us started was, you know, having the exposure of of living in Nicaragua and in being involved in politics and and see how, you know, politics over there is different than, than what it is in Canada. And so having that exposure really opened my eyes to, you know, how, how fragile democracies are and how important it is for people to get engaged in their local communities and, you know, and, and, and that you know, community engagement has a real impact in people's daily life, but also like the impact that you do in your community. So having that sort of background really, you know, is what propelled me and what got me started working in politics and also now in the work that I'm doing now in advocacy, uh, you know, in HIV and AIDS prevention.
in Canada. So, you know, it, it helped me to be where I am today, I have to say. Yeah, it's really interesting because I think, you know, so many people, you know, think about their first job and their first thing, and they always think of their forever job. And what you've done is dabbled a little bit in in so many different areas, but that the thread of, you know, the community activism, the politics, the other pieces and the transferable skills, it's really cool what you've carved out for yourself and really from like an entrepreneurial perspective as well, um, you know, with your spirit. Um, really, really interesting, Kevin. Thank you for sharing that. Um, another thing that many young people going through and trying to figure out is where should I go to school? How do I pick a university or a college? And for you, how did how did you coming back um, to Canada and then figuring out what university and what influenced you to pick your major? Um, great question. So I happened to live in, in North York, uh, you know, when I was doing uh, high school. Yeah. And, and I did was, you know, I did a lot of research as to, okay, where do I want to go to the university? Where do I uh, want to, you know, move potentially or do my, you know, further studies? And having obviously moved from Nicaragua to to Toronto, uh, I was like, okay, I don't really want to move and start over again. <laughs> so that that was part of my consideration when looking into, okay, where do I want to study? And I did consider going to, to Queens. Um, and, you know, that obviously I had to relocate for a period of time. And then I, I also was looking into doing UFT in New York. But what really, you know, sort of sedimented my my decision to, to, to choose the university that I did end up uh, going to was uh, proximity to, to where I lived at the time. In this case, you know, it was York. Um, but through my high school, my, you know, I, I, I was very, as I mentioned earlier, I was very involved in, in local sort of um, in, in, the, in the school and the local council and then in the student, student body. And because I was very active, uh, when I was applying to university, my guidance counselor pulled me aside and I said, did you know that there is a scholarship uh, that you can apply and it's through York University? Um, given by the Toronto Star, and it's like no, I had no idea. And I was obviously the the deputy editor of my school newspaper, and then I was very involved in all those things. And she said, "You you should definitely apply." It's due today at noon, and it was like nine a.m. I was like, "Oh my gosh, why <laughs> why are you telling me this now? I have to like you should have told me earlier." So it was a bit of a rush, but I was like, "Okay," I put my head down, and I was like, "I should do this. This you know maybe." A transformational thing and I was just you know I, I had to write about my story about you know my coming to, to to the country and how my challenges and you know and all those things and then I put it together and I wrote a nice uh you know essay about why you know I should you know be given the, the opportunity to, to to do that to have that opportunity basically and uh months later I I, I got the, the 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 great news that I have received the the, the scholarship um, from the Toronto Star, you know, given by the Toronto Star uh, to attend university at York. So, oh so that was, you know, it was an unexpected news, but obviously uh, I've really, you know, it really set the tone for the rest of my career and the rest of my studies. Um, but really it was a wonderful news that allowed me to obviously go to university and, and to have a really, you know, to be where I am today. And, and, and partly that's, you know, as I mentioned before, um, the scholarship came with that sort of opportunity to work at the Toronto Star for the summer uh, after your first year of university. So that was kind of how I ended up at York and, 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 and basically what got me there. Nice, nice. Wow. That's, you had three hours to write the thing and you, you actually <laughs> landed it. That's I, incredible. 
I was actually, I could not believe it, honestly, because with the amount of time I was given at short notice, and I was like, oh my God, I hope I don't screw this up. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes under pressure, it helps. I don't know. Maybe it that, does. I seem it to be. Your, your creativity to the front. <laughs> honestly. That's really cool. It flows it, better. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's really cool. It's really cool. And uh, what a great opportunity. Um, you have such an important act impact with your volunteering um you know i've seen you in action in so many different um organizations and things and we met on out on bay street which is now start proud where you held multiple positions over the years and i always enjoyed working with you having fun with you making these events come alive but what i just curious what inspired you to get involved with start proud um yeah so i mean start proud as you know uh, it has a a dear, a near and dear place in my heart, and I, it's an organization that I love uh, because of the work that they do in promoting the professional development of LGBTQ students. Um, and and having come from a country where you know being LGBTQ is not it's not as friendly and it's not as acceptable, uh, it was important for me to to see you know and get having the mindset of okay, how do I give back to the community. Um, I stumbled upon an article, funny enough, at the Toronto Star about how Adam Bastry at the time, obviously, was changing the landscape of uh, work and diversity and inclusion in, in, on Bay Street and in Canada. Mm-hmm. And I said to me, to myself, I said, how can I, you know, I was a young student starting my career. I was like, how do I get involved? I, I love to, to just, you know, put my head in and, and say, how do I, how do I, how can I help? And but partly was you know that the 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 motivation was to say, okay, so you know put myself in in somebody else's shoes. How can you help promote and, and create a safe space? You know, you're an LGBTQ student. How do you open the doors for people that may not feel safe to be themselves in the workplace, but also be themselves when you're trying to get a job? You know, they often say you have to bring your whole self to work, and but when you don't have those spaces, open spaces, when you can be yourself. Uh, and you don't have that sort of representation that's visible to you, it becomes hard. So it's it's he- easy said than done. Mm-hmm. So to me, it was important to say, how can I play a part in this fight, in this important cause that to make you know room for people that can have access to those opportunities. And so having, you know, you know, looking back, I said, okay, I had just been given this great opportunity to work in, you know, the Toronto Star, the largest circulating newspaper in the country and, and I can be myself I feel like I can be myself and put myself the ideas that I want and, and can and I said how can I do the same for others you know have that sort of ladder that can allow people to do the same so I I went to a networking event and then you know I, I met a lot of people the first night that I went um, and and I, and I said okay how can I volunteer so I, I started by becoming a a student ambassador at York at the time. So I, you know, sort of basically was promoting the organization at York and bringing students from the, from the university to events. Um, and, and, and I did a pretty good job. I think I brought, <laughs> I brought so many students <laughs> to the events that they said, you're, you know, you're pretty good at what you do. You, you, you seem to be very engaged and would love to, to promote you. I was like, please, what do you want me to do now? <laughs> so then I became a, uh, uh, part of the uh, sponsorship team as a student, uh, you know, coordinator of the sponsorship team. And then I started working with, you know, reaching out to to uh, organizations about how can, you know, they engage with our students and our and our demographic to people that have that have been uh, that have been given the access to that. So 
I I did that, and uh, I, I moved through the ranks of of, of the organization um, in in many levels, and that was one of the things that I did, you know, early on. And I, as you know, you I think you mentioned it. You, I've held many of the roles uh, in senior levels. You know, in 2018, I got to run the Adam Bay Street Conference, which is one of the largest LGBTQ student recruitment, com- you know, or conferences in the country, uh, and that was such a great experience. But, you know, ultimately it was it was that of how can I help students and people like myself feel comfortable to be themselves in the workplace apply, while applying for jobs, while, you know, getting themselves those opportunities. So that was kind of basically the, the ultimate uh, decision to say, OK, how can I help and how can I be of service? Yeah, it's amazing. Um the work you've done there and you know i remember just doing the conference with you and other things and that's right even today it's so it's still needed so drastically for young people who are struggling with who they are and do i come out at work do i talk to people how do i um i just think the organization has done so much to you know, open up opportunities and also build friendships, like lasting friendships with people well, like yourself. That's, that's exactly it. You know, how do you create a, a network of people that are that become your 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 strength and your champions out outside of work and in, you know, and in your personal lives? That's right. Yeah, no, what a fantastic. Well, you know, when this airs, it'll be Pride Month and uh, <laughs> it'll be June. And it obviously represents a big month for the 2S LGBTQ plus community across the world. But what is what does pride mean to Kevin? Uh, that's a great question. I mean, I've always, uh, you know, enjoyed pride and, and the celebration that is uh, that is, you know, the, the month, you know, the whole month, pride month and, and, and what it represents for people. Uh, to me, it's about bringing the community together. It's about uh, celebrating each other's uh, unique stories, uh, you know, what we bring to the table, our, our unique experiences is about, you know, how do we create spaces, safe spaces for people? And it also, you know, we always focus a lot on the celebration that is the month and, you know, the, the parade and many of the things, but it, it's often a somber reminder of, you know, that are the rights that we've achieved, you know, over the many years of fight. And, you know, as you know, there has been many attacks on the LGBT community in many countries and, and, and on the States and in Europe. And so it's a somber reminder that our, our, our rights are not, you know, we can't take our rights for granted. So it's a reminder that we need to stick together as a community, that we need to work together, uh, be kind to one another and to, you know, celebrate each other uh, at the same time, but to be vigilant and to and to to work together towards, you know, to make sure that those rights are not taken from us. Um, so aside from being a celebration, obviously, which is a great fun, uh, you know, to have and to celebrate the rights that we've achieved, it's also a reminder that that we need to stick as a community. We need to stick yeah. together and we need to, to work to 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 have those rights uh, on a constant basis. That's absolutely correct. And yeah, so so true. And um thank you for that. Um you know, advice and ideas and insights is a big part of this podcast. And um I'm just curious of was there a certain piece of advice that you received that was most meaningful to you and what type of career advice would you tell a young person listening to this podcast today? Um, one advice that to this day I remember very vividly was given to me by a mentor that I had at the very, very early stages of my university um, career. 
um, was, you know, to explore and discover. And what mm. my mentor said to me, take time to explore different fields, different industries, you know, roles, and, you know, to better understand your interests, strengths, uh, in the in your values, he said, because, you know, you may want to, you may want to think that you want to do, you know, business or law, or, you know, in my case, politics, but you may find it beneficial to deviate a little bit and to learn something different, which is exactly what I did, you know, looking back at my career, as I said, I didn't have the sort of linear path, you know, I could have stick, stayed in, in politics and move, you know, in the ranks and, you know, who knows where I could be. But but looking back, having that chance and that advice allowed me to be less fearful of exploring new industries, exploring new jobs, which, you know, I think, to your point, I think it's so great that I can now say I have so many transferable skills that I can use in many roles. Had I not done that, I don't know, maybe I wouldn't have the same the mm -hmm. same, uh, the same sort of uh, uh, experiences that I've had today. So having that advice make me, you know, allow me to say, you know what, I think it's okay to deviate a little bit. I think it's okay to explore the different career path, and I think it's okay to, to, to go at my pace. You know, because I've always looked back and it's like, and my friends have always been, been a bit older than me, so I've always, you know, try to not compete but be at a level that they are. And then sometimes I look back and I say, you know what, I, you, you're doing great. You're doing, yeah. you, you know, your own pace. So had I not had done that, not had had that advice, I think my career path would have been much different. So that was yeah. one, one thing that stays, sits to this day to me, to, to be able to, you know, be free to take a little deviation, a little bit of a change. Yeah, and I love that explore and discover. And I think that's such great advice then and now for yeah. young people, right? It's don't be afraid, try it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would recommend, I could not recommend it enough. If you're hesitant about, um, you know, trying something that you're not sure about, but you really want to, I, I would say, do it. You're young, you're, you know, you can always go back to your, your roots or what you study or what you want to do. But I always, you know, always, you know, advise people to, you know, if you're interested in it, go for it. Yeah, uh, great advice, Kevin. Thank you for that. Getting a bit more personal, this is the part of the podcast I ask our guests if they're comfortable to share maybe a, a challenge that they faced or some barriers they've overcome and how you were able to do that and maybe what lessons you learned from it. Um, one of the biggest, biggest sort of challenges that I faced, obviously, was moving to this country to be, you know, having mm -hmm. very little English, having, you know, I didn't... I, I moved in with my dad, but, you know, I moved out very quickly after that. And so I had to live on my own since I was very at a young age. So yeah. I had to work through, you know, my whole life to to provide for myself and to do that, which taught me a, a lot, I would say. But it, it, so that was, I guess, you know, the biggest challenge. How do you adapt to, to changing circumstances and to... Uh, rapidly evolving situations and 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 I think one of the things that I've learned out of those challenging years and circumstances that I faced was to be patient to be resilient and, and to really believe in oneself to to mm -hmm. know that you're in in your journey I mean your journey can look very different from your 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 friends your colleagues your you know your your you know the coworkers or students um, but to really you know just believe in yourself the journey may not look uh, you know, sort of clear at the time, but just to believe in oneself, to be resilient and, and just to, you know, stick with, have you, you know, listen to your gut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is some of the best advice. You're so right. And uh, thank you for sharing that. I think 
it, it's, it really helps when people are thinking about some of the similar circumstances and, and newcomers to Canada too. It's, it's, it's interesting, right? It's, um, you know, it, it, you have to adapt and learn about the country and the cultures and you have your own culture and how you, how you blend in, how you keep who you are. It's, it's a big deal. So. Because you, you bring a lot to the table. You're, you're still different, you you know, you want to contribute. And so just to be able to be, you know, open about who you are and what you bring to the table and to be, and to go at your own pace is so important because a lot of people want to, you know, I want to catch up and want to be at other people's level. So, you know, not to compare yourself to anybody. I think it's a very important thing to, to remember in your journey. Right. 100%, 100%. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So I know you're a connector. I, I've seen you in action. You are definitely <laughs> the connecting king of 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 connecting. Um, but that also deals with networking, right? And you know, a lot of a lot of people, you know, even culturally, sometimes people are challenged with networking and trying to figure out how do I get going, what do I do. Um, but it's so so um, important today to network with peers, network with others even just to find a job and and to make those connections. But any thoughts on networking and how that's helped you and anything to share? Uh, yes. I mean, as you, as you know, I love networking. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're totally right. Um, one of the things I would say, you know, that has helped, that helped me tremendously when I was starting my, my, my journey, my career um, was to, to be intentional. I would say be intentional with your networking, be authentic uh, you know, bring your whole self to the conversation and practice active listening. There's such a beautiful thing about, you know, uh, you know, listen with intention and listen actively to any conversation. Uh, but what I mean by bringing, you know, be intentional with your networking is, is do a little bit of homework Do get to know, try to, if you can get to know who, the, who are the attendees, who are the companies or the people that are going to be there. Who are the movers and shakers? So that when you come to the you know the event, the, the whatever the occasion is, you're you're sort of able to sort of do your elevator pitch, uh, but also just who you are. What, what what makes you special? People always want to know what you know. What makes you different? What makes you stand out? And 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 if you do it from a point of view or from a you know from a perspective that you know you bring so much to the table and this is who I am, but you do it with intention, uh, people can see right through. And, and when you ask the right question, you know, get to know people, you know, I would say always, I was always coming to these events with, with a curious mindset, with an open mindset, you know, willing to learn and, but willing to listen with, with, you know, you know, actively. And so those are some of the things that really helped me. And, 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 and you'll find that people would talk and would, would tell you things and would be open to having a conversation with you. But, but, you know, having that open mind, mind, minded experience of minded, uh, um, attitude. It, it's tremendously helpful. Yeah. Wow. Amazing advice on networking. I can't say enough about the insights <laughs> and the, the, the pieces of, uh, information you shared really, really thoughtful and wow, really great. And I think everything you said was, uh, spot on for, for anyone listening today about wanting to get to going with networking. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for, for sharing your thoughts on that, Kevin. Um, as we look to wrap, I can't believe we're getting to the end, but is there any last minute thoughts you'd like to reflect on for today or for the listeners? No, this has been so great, uh, great conversation. I would say three, maybe three pieces of advice that I didn't get to, I forgot to mention earlier today. I said, uh, one of the things that I, you know, as a, as a, you know, past student, as a, as a person that has been, been there, done that, as they typically say, 
<laughs> I would say, you know, embrace, a, you know, a curious and continuous learning mindset. I think one of the things that uh, people should always strive to is to invest in oneself. So always try to, you know, seek opportunities that enhance your knowledge, skills, you know, further education. Uh, you know, during COVID, I was like, okay, I have time. What can I do? So I did that uh ne negotiations course from the University of Michigan because I was like okay how do I how can I improve my skills that I already have you know we can always say I've, I've been there done that I know everything but when you keep that mindset open to learning new things uh you you gain so much insight from from people but also from from courses that you can take and from you know attend seminars development courses talk to people about what they're doing and listen to podcasts like this podcast like this allow you to sort of open your mind but also learn about people's mm -hmm. experiences that, that so that you know that you're not alone in the journey that you're not the only one facing those challenges so that and so that you get more comfortable with your own experiences that you're living um and advice number two there's three sorry that's okay <laughs> advice number two i would say a uh, bill uh you know you mentioned networking build strong networking professional connections you know cultivate nurture meaningful professional relationships. I think to my, I could not be where I am today without the relationships that I build uh, through Start Proud, through through other organizations and events that I attended. And obviously, like I said, be mindful and be, you know, or, you know, be intentional with your networking, but utilize, you know, platforms like LinkedIn to reach out to people and connect, follow up, you know, don't be shy to ask for that coffee chat and say, hey, I'd love to connect over coffee. Um, because most of the time, you know, 90% of the time when I used to reach out to people for coffees, you know, influential people and in places where I wanted to work, uh, people always said, yes, people always find the time for a 15, 20 minute chat and they appreciate you reaching out, obviously be prepared, but at the same time, people are willing and more than happy to help. So, and, and look for, you know, ways to networking, career guidance, opportunities, um, and industry insights. And the last piece of advice I would say seek mentorship <laughs> i could not stress that enough uh you know find a mentor because a mentor it's not only you know professional support a guidance but it's also it, it's it it really serve an invaluable um uh role in my life by you know helping me as i as i mentioned before helping me be more comfortable with going outside the box and trying new things and so in my career and so a mentor can really help you you know, be that sounding board when you when you need it, but also help you navigate challenging situations in your career and your school. So I would say, you know, ask for mentors, and, and there is many people uh, through your networking opportunities or networking um, that you do that are more than willing to say, yeah, I'm more than happy to help you. You know, and and, and you can look for mentors that are more aligned with your career goals or, or you know with places you want to work, or it could be totally outside of the spectrum of people that have similar experiences that you have um, that can help you navigate uh, a career journey and, and even life. I, you know, I've, I've had so many mentors in my life that got me to where I am today. And to this day, I would go to them. What do you think about this situation? What would you do uh, in my shoes? <laughs> so to this day, they're providing me with advice, with guidance. Uh, so it's, it's not a one man show. <laughs> that I've always, right. I would seek for advice and support. So I would say it's ask for a mentor, look for a mentor, because they are a part of gold. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This has been, I knew this was going to be a good conversation, but this was a great conversation. And <laughs> it was so chock full of 
so many sound bites and information and ideas and thoughts, Kevin. Thank you so much no, for and my pleasure. I mean, this is this was so much fun and and so glad I got to talk to you again and you know reconnect has been has been a long time. So this was this was a lot of fun and 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 I'm happy to be here with you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And for our listeners, if you liked what you heard today, um, please share this podcast with your network on Spotify like this episode and don't forget to follow us at coffee with Convery on Instagram. This has been coffee with Convery. And until next time, please stay well.